Hi everyone, welcome to Socialize TV. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is a channel where we will be discussing many different topics. This commentary is based on my opinion only. Nothing should be taken as fact or personal. Stay tuned in and let's get started with today's video. Hello everyone, good morning, afternoon, and evening to you, wherever you may be. This is another episode of Socialized TV. Today's topic is an unplanned one, a very random one. And the subject that was on my mind to talk about today was cheating. Cheating in romantic relationships. Now the thing about cheating is that everyone has different ideas about cheating, what is considered cheating, if there's a right or wrong reason to cheat. There are so many ideas behind it. And so I'm going to try to cover as much of cheating as possible in this episode, although there may be some things that I might miss. But in general, I just want to focus more on the ideology behind it and why we feel the way that we do about cheating and how harmful it actually really can be. The first thing with cheating is that we have to understand that cheating is a disloyalty to our partners and cheating is a choice. I'm not accepting it any other way. Cheating is a choice. It is a decision that you make simply because of the fact that you chose to be in a relationship with that person. You chose that commitment. And so for you to all of a sudden change your mind about not wanting to have that commitment anymore is also a choice. So every element that is involved in cheating is decision-based. So to say that cheating is not decision-based where all of the factors involved with cheating were doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't. It is a choice to cheat. Now, what your reasons for to cheat are different. It's going to vary from person to person. It's going to depend on many different situations. There are, again, lots of factors that go into that. Now, me personally, in general, I don't think 
that there are reasons, good reasons for a person to cheat. However, the only time I deem it to be acceptable is if a person is being abused. Now, many people will say, well, if you're cheating or someone who is abusing you, that's only going to make your situation worse. I agree with that. And I can see how that would be problematic. However, the point of that, the point of me saying that is because this person obviously doesn't have any respect for you. It doesn't intend on having respect for you if they choose to abuse you. Now, simply put, a person should just leave if that's what's happening, but that's always easier to say than to actually do it. There are situations that are very, very complicated and sometimes what is the obvious solution or the simplest solution is not always the most feasible one. And so that I leave up to you for your own personal judgment as far as trying to figure out if you feel like you have a justifiable reason to cheat. Now, what I don't feel is a justifiable reason to cheat is if you have two people who are doing this tit for tat thing where you have a person that cheated on their partner, their partner forgave them, and now they want to cheat almost as a way to get back at their partner for doing it first. For one thing, that is very immature. And two, if the two of you, again, can't seem to respect each other and don't want to be in a relationship, then just break up. What's the point of dragging other people into that? It doesn't make sense. And honestly, I don't think therapy can fix that. Obviously, there's a reason why these two people can't seem to respect each other in their relationship. And I simply feel that they just don't need to be together. For whatever the reason, these two individuals don't feel as though being committed to the other person is somehow worthwhile. Now, whatever those reasons may be are obviously personal for that individual, but being in a relationship obviously is not conducive to that. That's something that they need to work out that's a personal problem outside of that relationship because clearly it's not making anything better. So I don't think that's a good enough reason to cheat on someone. Another reason that I don't think is good enough is to assume that the person is going to cheat on you anyway when they haven't had any proof when they haven't given you any proof of that fact if they haven't actually done it why are you going to assume that they will it doesn't make sense that's a type of paranoia and anxiety that has to be dealt with again separate from being a relationship problem that is a personal problem i'll admit i've been one of those people where my pessimism is awful i really shouldn't think this negatively the way that i do but it's just that for one thing i haven't really been proven otherwise like that and two too many people do the bad thing and so it's like, I do sometimes expect the worst out of people, even if they haven't done anything wrong to me. It's, it's a bad habit. It's a bad trait, but it's just how I feel. 
you know, and there were times where I was in situations where I did not expect my boyfriend or whoever it was that I was seeing to be faithful to me. But that is not to say that just because I thought that way and I felt that way, that it caused the infidelity. At the end of the day, I can't make a person do something or not do something. And so if I didn't explicitly tell that person or express to that person that I feel like they would cheat on me or accuse them of cheating on me and they did it, which would somehow cause them to have this idea that they should do it because I expect them to, is not accurate. I never would say to them, oh, I don't, you know, think you're cheating or whatever. I don't, I, I don't express that. I keep that to myself. And so when it happens, in a way, I'm almost like, okay, not really surprised because I expected it anyway. And so I, I realized that I don't have control over people. And I wish other people could figure that fact out too, is that you can't control what people are going to do at all. People make that decision. Now, whether I agree with that guy's decision to not be in a relationship with me is up for debate. But the fact of the matter is that it happened. Now with me, it's like I've I've always been faithful. I've never felt a reason to cheat on someone simply because if I don't want to be in a relationship with them, I'm just not going to do it at all. Why am I going to put myself in a position to feel uncomfortable or purpose just to have the excuse to then find somebody else that I would be more interested in? That's wasting my own time. And that's why I don't understand when you have new people who are seeing each other and are in the preliminary stages of dating who don't understand that if they simply don't have an interest in that person to just leave them alone. What good is it doing stringing them along? All it's doing is wasting your time, it's wasting their time, and it's communicating something, whether it's directly or indirectly, that it's, in, it's inaccurate and it's a falsehood to what you actually feel. And guys are the first people to accuse women of being too clingy or being too invested into something. And I'm like, well, your actions are giving them the idea that you are invested. So if you're not invested, you need to communicate that. To be honest, I don't think there is a nice way to say many things, especially if it's hurtful. It's just hurtful by the nature of what it is. You can try to sugarcoat it and change your tone and pitch with it all you want to, but at the end of the day, the person is going to harp on what was said, not necessarily so much how it was said. It's not going to change the reality. And so the thing about it is, if a person feels as though they're not interested, they should say that. Yes, it's going to hurt their feelings, but it's going to hurt their feelings regardless. Whether you tell them up front or whether you do something that's contrary to what you were conveying and you get caught and they feel betrayed, either way, it's going to hurt their feelings. But I think that a person will have enough maturity to understand that at least I was told this up front. That way, that person can make the decision themselves to be involved. 
I'm a firm believer in let people make their own decisions. If I want to be with a man who is a serial cheater, then let that be my decision. Let that be my decision. If that woman wants to be with that guy and for some reason he doesn't look up to par according to your standards, let her be with him. What does that got to do with you? If that guy wants to be with that girl and she has a bad reputation and she sleeps around, let that be his business. Apparently, everyone knows something you don't know about that individual. And sometimes we don't always know the whole story. Sometimes you'll have people who will get a little bit of information and they swear they know the entire book. I'm like, you just barely read the whole synopsis and you think you know the whole book. That's not how life works. Life is so much more complex than that. Life has so many more layers than that. And so for people to jump to conclusions like that is ridiculous and they only make themselves look a fool. Let people make their own decisions in their relationships. And then let's stop acting like we haven't been in that position. Women really get me with this. Women act like they are in a position to tell another woman that she's dumb for doing certain things in a relationship as if she hasn't been in that exact same position herself. But yet the difference was when it was happening to her, she wanted all the sympathy in the world. Don't act like you've never been cheated on before. Don't act like you haven't been lied to before. Don't act like you haven't had a make an absolute fool out of you before, before you talk about some other woman. We've all been there. We've all been dumb for a guy before. Whether we had reason to or not, many of us have been in relationships where the benefits outweigh the reality, the benefits outweigh the abuse, the benefits outweigh the lying, the benefits outweigh the cheating, so we stayed. Let's not act like it hasn't happened. And so it's hypocrisy for women to point fingers and, and almost laugh and jeer at that woman's pain. I'm like, the same thing has happened to you. Don't act like it hasn't. But I digress a little bit, but going back to the old, the, the main topic of cheating. The other thing too about cheating is that nothing ever good comes out of that. You have too many people involved, too many people lied to. And the thing is, is that when you're being cheated on, you can't blame the side piece. Okay. They had no idea that your partner was in a relationship. They probably didn't even know you existed. And so they were running off the line just like you were. The only time I feel like you should be mad at the side piece is if they did know about you and they didn't care. And on top of that, they choose to be disrespectful to you. That's what I feel like you can be mad at them too. But at the end of the day, it's your partner who owed you the loyalty. It's your partner who shouldn't have lied to you. And so for me, I never found it rewarding in any kind of way or beneficial to me in any kind of way to argue with the side chick. For what? The thing about it is, is that if it seems as though he likes you more, 
or wants to be in a relationship with you, fine, go ahead. You can have him. I'm not going to fight you over him. I'm not going to do it. I'm not. It's nobody worth me fighting over, period. Now, if you choose to get disrespectful, I might just pop you in the face and you had that coming, oh well. But it's like, I'm not going to fight you over this dude. I, I'm not going to do it. it. It's like, it's not going to solve anything. And then for the women who fight the side chick and do all of that and still take the boyfriend back, I'm like, what was the point of all of that? What was the point? All for you to take her back anyway? I, I don't, I don't get it. it. That was just such a waste of energy, a complete waste of energy. But yeah, your, your partner's the only person that owes you loyalty. You can't get mad at the side piece. The other thing about cheating too, is that once that trust is broken, you can't get it back. And the thing about it is I'm the type of person where I analyze all aspects of what happened. And the thing is, some people can't even cheat in the most convictional way. And by convictional way, I mean, you know, they... I'll give an example. Say you met somebody online and the two of you met in person and you two started seeing each other doing things in person, going on dates, sleeping over each other's houses, things like that. But what you didn't know is that this person still had their account active and they were still talking to people online. I do consider that cheating because my thing is, it's like, to me, all you're saying is that I was the best candidate out of the women that you chose, but that still didn't make me your girlfriend, according to you. But you're trying to make me feel like I am the girlfriend. That way I'm not suspicious of you and what you're doing behind my back. That's what that says to me. Yeah, if I was doing that exact same thing, I'd be a lying, cheating, whatever type of curse word you can call me. This It doesn't work that way. And some people will actually try to justify this and say, oh, well, it's not like he told you that you two were exclusive. Why does everything have to be so cut and dry with you people? Why does everything have to be so explicit? Your actions are showing me and you're treating me in a way that lets me think that I'm your girlfriend. If you didn't want me to get that idea, trust me, you would say it. I've been in so many situations where guys, the first thing that come out of their mouth is, oh, I'm not looking for something serious. I'm not trying to jump in a relationship. So don't come at me with some, oh, you know, if he wanted to be your boyfriend, he would say so. That's the one thing they don't say, <laughs> but they will say everything else. So I, I'm not trying to have that debate at all. The fact of the matter is actions speak louder than words. That's what all of that means. And so if you don't want people to get the idea, you need to be explicit. You need to explicitly say, I'm not trying to do this or I am trying to do this. That way you two can be on the same page. Sometimes people use so many things as excuses to not have effective communication skills. And that's what irritates me so much. Stop using things as an excuse. Communicate. That's what mature adults do. They communicate. I'm not trying to be Scooby-Doo and Nancy Drew and try to 
be Blue's Clues to put together clues to try to figure out what it is you're trying to tell me. Be direct. Be direct. Because trust me, if I don't want to do something, I'm going to tell you no. And no means no. No doesn't mean something else. If I want to do something, I'll agree to it. It's that simple. Like, why is that such a complicated thing? I, I don't understand. So you, you'll have people where it's like, it's, it's okay for them to do the cheating, but not you. And I'm like, I thought cheating was wrong, period. Why now all of a sudden we are making self-concessions now? People are just so selfish. They want to do any and everything they want, but can't nobody else do it. And I'm just like, I don't know what world you live in or who told you you were so important, but let me be the first to tell you, you can't do whatever you want and it's going to fly. And unfortunately, it's the nice, sweet people who fall victim to this and who are taken advantage of. And that's where I get angry because when you're nice and when you are loving and when you're affectionate, it seems like that's taken as a weakness. That's the person will use your feelings for them against you in the sense of gaining your trust lying straight to your face and then almost blaming you for trusting them i'm just like well i thought that you had enough respect to be faithful to me because that's what i'm doing to you and the, the irony is is that a person is blaming you for not believing that they were lying to you or not being able to see that they were lying to you, but yet you, but yet they automatically believed you. How does that work? <laughs> games, 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 games. That's just all I can say. It, it's just games. I want to go into another part about cheating as far as some of the, the rules, I guess of cheating now this part may ruffle some feathers because some people may think that what i'm about to say is almost me giving a guideline to how to cheat on somebody i don't want it to be looked at it that way instead i want you to look at it as a way of understanding understanding the psychology of people and how they rationalize cheating by what it is that they do the first thing is that I find that when people cheat, they always tend to cheat with somebody that's familiar. In other words, they will either cheat with somebody who they know you don't like. It could be one of your friends. It could be one of your family members. It could be a coworker. It could also be a best friend. Someone very, very close to you. Or it could be one of their exes. So it's usually somebody in one of those five, maybe six categories that that person will fall under. Very rarely will it be a, a complete stranger. So what I'm saying with this point is don't go too far-fetched in thinking about who that person will be cheating on you with. It's usually somebody that you know. So go through 
the possibilities of who it might be that's close to you first before you rule out the idea that it could be somebody completely random. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that there will always be a change in behavior with your partner. For example, if your partner has a very specific work schedule and somehow lately they've been deviating away from it, they've been taking days off and they normally don't have those particular days off or they're working late all of a sudden or they all of a sudden have all of these things to do after work but they don't run errands any other time or they don't even run errands on their day off that's room to be suspicious that's a change in their routine also there's almost always going to be a change in how they communicate with you do they suddenly seem more secretive do they call you less do they avoid you more do they not answer your phone calls and then return them hours later same thing with text messages do they act like they didn't even see it or get it or do they respond to you hours later and these and if these are things that, that they don't normally do that's reason to be suspicious so work slash routine as well as communication uh what's the word communication frequency if those two things deviate from the usual pattern that you're used to, that's reason to be suspicious. So that's the second thing to look for. The third thing to look for is a person's your partner's presentation. Do they seem to be a little more extra put together when they're around you? Or does it seem like they care a little bit more about their appearance? And that's not something normal? That... Now, there could be reasons for that. So that's not something to jump off on the deep end and be like, aha, I knew you were seeing somebody. No. But what I'm saying is, if it seems as though your partner is a little more social and they're caring more about how they look in public, that could possibly be an indication of something. It could be. Now, like I said, this has very... Um, various reasons as to why this is going on so this is a up to your discretion kind of thing but I've usually found that when a person is cheating or they're doing something on the side they tend to care a little bit more about their appearance they tend to want to be a little more polished in addition to that they might also start critiquing you or your appearance they might want you to dress a little different or maybe criticize you about your weight or wonder why you don't look a certain way or you're not dressing a certain way, especially if that changed from when you met. So if it seems like you got more conservative as the two of you had longevity in your relationship, but you used to dress a little more promiscuous, he or she might bring that up. But that's more so a guy thing conveying it to a girl. But that's very possible that that could be a reason. The fourth thing is that a person will get very defensive when you start asking them questions. Very defensive. 
And the thing is, is that you have to have the kind of discernment to understand body language, how a person is looking, whether they can make eye contact with you, whether they answer questions directly or not. All of that kind of thing can be an indication of lying. So that's something that you would have to know and know your partner to be like, okay, well, if a person is doing these particular things, then that must mean that that's something up. So at the end of the day, regardless of what it is I'm suggesting to you, you have to know your partner relatively well to have a standard of comparison. If you don't know your partner that well, really anything that they are doing could be considered their norm. But if you know what their norm is and the behaviors that you've been seeing lately completely contradict that, that's where you need to be suspicious. But generally when a person seems to be very, very defensive, that's an indication that they're hiding something. The fifth thing, and this is something that I find is, is almost always overlooked. If, a, if your partner for some reason is talking about their ex a lot, or if it seems like there's that one person that they spend a lot of time with or that they talk about a lot, question that because it's like especially if you don't even know that person well or if you never even met them but you know about them that's a little suspicious at some point when you're dating someone you are going to get to know their family and friends and you're going to get familiar with names even if you haven't met the person you know in person and so if it seems like your partner is always talking about this ex, especially if nobody brought them up in conversation or if bringing them up had nothing relevant to add to the conversation. They're just talking about them just because. Then that's something to be suspicious about. All of these things I've learned in my past relationships. And the thing is, is that I didn't realize that these were problems until after the fact after the fact at first i ruled I, I ruled out everything i didn't think it to be a problem i didn't want to overreact because i know how i am i was i used to be the type of person where i would jump to conclusions i really would any little thing would be a problem and so i tried to work on myself in the sense of not jumping to conclusions and being anxious about every little thing and to not automatically think the worst. But most of the time, it turned out that I was right. Now, that's something that I can't really teach you how to work through. All I can say is that it's rooted in past trauma. When you've been the type of person that's always been on the receiving end of being lied to and cheated on, you're going to expect that from every person you date. It's just only natural what's going to happen. But that is something that you have to resolve. You have to. Because if you don't, you're never going to trust anybody. It will be nothing anybody could do to prove to you that they are faithful and that they are committed to you. It's going to seem like nothing they do is enough. And to be honest, that's not really fair to your partner. But you have to resolve that that past hurt. 
counseling can help with that. You know, there sometimes it's not even just a past relationship. Sometimes it's family drama and childhood trauma that has reasons to do with that as well. Sometimes the reason is very complex and it has multi layers to it. But only you can get down to the root of the issue and only you know the reason why it's like you don't and can't trust anybody. And so you have to work that out because otherwise it will be a serious problem in your relationship. What I see people doing now is they're checking cell phones. They're trying to get into people's social media accounts, get passwords for Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, stalking people. I mean, people are really turning into private investigators to try to find something. And the thing is, I've come to the realization at this point in my life that there is something, even if we're not doing anything, there is a part of us that has something that we don't want anybody to know about and that we don't want people infringing on our privacy. It's not so much that we have something to hide per se. It's just that we don't want somebody looking for something, whatever that might be, think they find it. And then now we have an issue when it's not even that. And so we find ourselves defending ourselves over something that's not even worth defending. And so that's everybody. And specifically when it comes to the cell phone thing, everybody has something in their phone that they don't want their partner to see. Everybody. I, I don't care what anyone say. And when people start showing me conversations and text messages to try to prove something, I'm like, whatever. I'm not going to go through your phone and you're not going to go through mine either. So it's like, I don't really have a choice but to take what you say as fact until you show me otherwise. But the fact that it's like a person almost has to go out of their way to like prove like, oh, I'm not lying. This is what I was talking about. Okay, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't really care. You know, it's like you don't have to do all that. Because to me, it's like if I didn't ask you to do that and you're trying to defend yourself before there's an accusation, it kind of comes across as suspicious. Because it's like, why do you feel like you need to defend yourself? No one accused you of anything. So it gets really complicated. But at the end of the day, cheating is just not a good feeling. It doesn't do anything positive for a person. It, it All it does is just create this friction that doesn't have to happen between people. My last point that I want to bring up in today's episode is the fact that I don't like the idea that cheating has now become something normalized in relationships. What do I mean by to normalize something? When you normalize something, simply what you're doing is you're taking an, an idea about something that would have typically been considered something bad or immoral, but because so many people are doing the bad and immoral thing, now it becomes just the regular thing and it becomes excusable. So now it becomes normalized. Simply when something becomes normalized, it's because so many people are doing it versus people who are not doing it to the point where it just seems like, again, it's the normal thing 
to do. And cheating has been normalized. Cheating has been dubbed just one of those things that happens in relationships. No, sweetheart. Cheating isn't something that just happens. Again, it is a decision that is consciously made by somebody. Okay? It's not something that just happens. Okay? It just isn't. You don't just accidentally have sexual intercourse with somebody. That's not how that works. You don't just all of a sudden fall out of love with someone. You don't all of a sudden just meet somebody at a club and you get talking with them and somehow your feelings get invested because you feel like they know you when really they don't. Those things don't just happen by accident, okay? They just don't. And what I mean by things not happening by accident in the sense of conveying that things are deliberate, sometimes deliberate does not always happen as a direct action. What I mean by that is that you sometimes have people who they don't do something, but they allow something to happen to them. That way, it makes it a little bit easier to not take self-responsibility. Going back to the example that I use where you're in the club, you're having problems with your girlfriend or your boyfriend, and you meet someone in a club and you engage a conversation with them and you feel like they like you simply because they're engaging a conversation with you. Instead of it being looked at as just two strangers having a good conversation, you somehow twist and pervert the situation into feeling like this person is romantically and sexually interested in you when they have not explicitly said that. And so you may do things that convey to them that you're interested in doing more than just have a conversation and they may be perfectly okay with that simply because they're single, they don't owe anybody loyalty, so of course they're going to do it. They have no obligations. And so you find yourself in a situation where one thing led to another and now you're the only one feeling bad because you knew from the jump that you were in a relationship whether you were having problems with your partner or not that was something that you knew that that other person did not and now it becomes a more complicated issue so I feel like more people to absolve themselves from responsibility allow things to happen Another thing too, another example of that too, is that on the sexual nature, you have some people who put themselves in positions where they're really isolated and alone with a person and then the touching leads to the kissing and, and sexual conversation, just all are factors that involved in that situation. And instead of stopping that person and being like, hey, I can't do this, I don't feel comfortable with this, so-and-so is going to get upset. Instead of stopping the situation, you let it happen. Uh, again, that's still deliberate, but it's different in the sense of it wasn't like you were doing the, the pursuing. You let the thing happen. So it still is deliberate, but it's just a slightly different, um, it's just slightly different dynamic of the deliberation. And so I find most people go that route because it makes them look less guilty, but not really. But in their mind, it makes them look less guilty. It's almost like people who do that will be the ones to almost make it seem like they were a victim too. Where it's like, 
yeah, I might have cheated on you, but I was seduced. I was taken advantage of. What? <laughs> Excuse me? How does that work? How does that work? But again, people play all of these kinds of games. They just do. And so again, I'm not a person who stands for it. I don't think cheating is a good thing. I don't think it's right. And if you simply don't want to be in a relationship, just don't be in it. It's relatively simple. Stop manipulating and playing with people's feelings. And the thing is, guys especially wonder why women get so angry with them and want to get so vengeful by, you know, tearing up their car, busting out their windows, setting their clothes on fire. Because the thing is, they can't, it's, it never was enough to just say to you how hurtful it was that what you did to them made them feel. It wasn't enough to just say it. So they feel like they have to do something that's going to hurt you back so you can almost remotely feel the hurt that they felt by the actions you did. Even though the two actions can't equate and they are not the same thing, the principle is that they want to make you feel hurt about something the way you made them feel hurt. That's why they do it. And so stop stringing people along. Stop twisting that person's feelings for you and, and using it as a way of doing what it is you want to do. That's wrong. If you want to be with multiple people, do that while you're single. Okay? Nobody is saying that you can't do what you want when you're single. But don't have somebody invested in you and you know they like you and care about you and you're just stringing them along. You're holding them up. Because the thing is, they could be with somebody who will actually care about them and actually will give them the commitment that they want instead of you. Stop making everything about you. If you want to be single and do what you want, fine. But let that person go. Let that person go. I don't even care if the two of you have children. Let that person go. Let that person go. And so... That concludes today's episode. I hope it wasn't too much of a ramble, but it was something that I wanted to get off my mind because again, I'm tired of cheating being normalized because it is not a normal thing. It just isn't. Like and subscribe to like and subscribe to the podcast on all platforms. Share it with your friends and like the Facebook page. Let me know what you thought about it in the comments or the posts. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast and thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you in my next one. Bye-bye. It's so long.